What's up, tea amigos? Welcome to Fresh Steeps, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and I am your host and guide on this tea journey. I'm a chemical engineering athlete who has been obsessed with the health benefits of herbs and tea for over 10 years now, and I'm honored to lead this journey of understanding tea better. Today, I hosted John Boyd of Buddha Teas. Have you ever wondered what organic teas really mean, or that your tea bag could be bleached or even plastic? Well, John and I discussed the importance of organically sourced tea and herbs, knowing what your tea bag is made out of, avoiding artificial and natural flavors, and more. So grab your organic tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. John, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing very well, thank you. Yeah, so I think before the show you were saying you are currently drinking a very strong matcha, is that correct? That's correct, yeah. My wife actually made me a iced matcha right before this call um, just to kind of energize me and she made it very strong and it's I'm definitely feeling it. Yes, yeah, same. I mean, that's a... Uh... Or not, I'm not currently drinking matcha, like I was saying, but I, matcha gets me super amped up, um, to say the least. It's when, whenever I need a caffeine boost, it's my go-to. Do you know how many um, scoops she used? It was she actually used teaspoons, and she wasn't super clear, but <laughs> it was two plus, which is a lot of matcha. Yeah, so yeah. two teaspoons at least. Is that a a matcha that you guys is that the Buddha teas matcha or is that a different matcha? It is, it is. it's our um, Buddha teas matcha tins that we bring in from uh, Kagoshima, Japan. Awesome, yeah, that's the that's the place to get it. I, well, Japan just in general has such great matcha, such high quality matcha. Um, uh, yeah, beautiful. So let's just get into the story of you of John Boyd first. Um, where so you were born in the UK? When does like the tea journey actually begin for you, though? So yeah, I was, I was born in the UK, um, and the you know England is notorious for its tea culture, um, and my my household that we grew up in, uh, we we also had our tea culture was not just around black tea, which is kind of specific or mainly drank in England. Uh, mm-hmm. We drank a lot of green teas. My mum's an avid herbalist, so we, we drank a lot of herbal teas. So I was mm-hmm. immersed in all types of tea from from in a very early age. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And, you know, so, so tea, tea in England's really specifically black tea. Uh, that, you know, we're known for our black teas, and black tea is drank from... You know, everywhere from you know construction sites to construction workers in the morning will make black you know a cup of tea with milk and sugar, all the way through to you know the palace, the royal palace. You know, people drink tea every single day, but it's mainly black teas, Earl Grey. Um, you know, like I said, various different black tea brands. But uh, we we were we were green tea household and herbal teas also. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the culture differences of the UK versus what you see here in like the United States versus anywhere else that you've been. Cause that's mostly what I see from an outside perspective. Now I've never been to the UK. So I've been to Ireland, I should say, but that's not, I think part of the UK. So yeah. Is that like the major difference? It's a black tea, heavily predominant um, area. Yes. um, Black tea I would say is you know, 95% of the tea drank uh, in the UK and people do, you know, so people do sometimes drink it just neat black tea, uh, no mm-hmm. milk, no sugar, but uh, a lot of people will add, you know, lemon juice to it. Or I would say most commonly it's black tea with milk and sugar. Yeah. yeah that's, funny. Like, that's drank. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say, it sounds like the coffee culture here in the United States. Precisely, yes. It is It is very much similar to the coffee culture here, yes. Black uh, coffee, milk, and sugar. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's awesome. I personally, I like I said, it's uh, something I definitely want to go to. I want to go to the UK and experience it firsthand. Now, there are different tra- like traditions, I should say, like like high tea versus afternoon tea versus. Like, can you explain those? What are those differences? Of course. So. I mean, like, so, you, you know, like I said, you've got the, you know, from construction sites all the way to the Royal Palace. So the Royal Palace or, you know, your very high-end prestigious hotels will have high tea on an afternoon. And high tea and an afternoon tea are pretty much the same thing. And it will be tea served with, you know, either sandwiches or mini sweets such as uh, scones and it's, it's it's little nibbles that are served on a platter with okay. cups of tea, and that can be you know for one person or for you know a party of ten, and um, that's a very very English tradition that I would recommend everyone if they go to England you should definitely try it. It's it's an experience. Yeah, is it so? How's the tea typically served? Is it predominantly uh, loose leaf or is it bagged and? Like, is it, do they have to source it from a specific location for high tea or is it kind of whatever you have? What's like that like? It, it could be, I mean, it's it's teapot, so it's served in a teapot, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's loose leaf. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people will put tea bags into a teapot, you mm-hmm. know, set amount of tea bags, you know, for the amount of water that you're going to be, um, that you're going to be adding. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's not there's no specific way to do it. It's just kind of if you've got your idea and that's how you want to do it, that's how that's how it's served. But high tea specifically would be in a teapot with bone china teacups that can be quite decorative and elegant. Okay, and the sourcing of the tea leaves doesn't matter. It's just kind of whatever tea you have on hand. Yes, so I mean you've got you've got your major brands, you know, Taifu, Yorkshire Tea, PG Tips. You know, they're they're your kind of the UK go-to for black tea. Um, that's that's what most people would drink. But you know, you can get some specific more high-end, such as you know, there's a there's a Harrogate Tea Company that would provide you know very high-end, but it's all pretty much the same black teas. Uh, to be honest with you. And, you know, I actually like you know, the stable brands um, such as Yorkshire Tea and uh, PG Tips. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a super fascinating, like I said, tradition that I really want to experience. Um, and I honestly don't know much about it. I've had people ask me and really can't answer too much. So I appreciate that that little bit of insight. Um, but I want to get back to, to you, obviously, in your in your story as to why, why I want, why I brought you on here. So when did you kind of, like I said, when did you know, like tea was your passion? Like you love tea and you want to pursue this as a career. Like I said, a passion. Yeah. So like I said, so I I grew up drinking a lot of tea and I moved to America, I think about 13 years ago. And when it came to, you know, going out to the supermarkets to purchase tea, um, I was actually just a little disappointed with what was available. Um, mm. It was, and it was really focused. So my, my main disappointment was the flavoring that was, that was added to the teas. You know, everything's flavored. And, you know, when you, when, when, when I'd make a cup of tea, um, it was flavored. It would just, I mean, it just tastes like perfume to me. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it didn't taste real and genuine. So that really spurred the idea to, you know, start a tea company and actually produce a tea that I would want to make myself at home for me, my family, my guests, you know, my friends. Um, so that's kind of where Buddha teas originated, or the idea at least. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's something that now, having had super high-quality teas, and experienced what true tea could taste like. I'm such a, I call people or I tell people I'm a tea snob now because I I can't drink the stuff with like the artificial flavors or the natural flavors. And it's like you said, it's perfumey. It leaves a almost like coating in my mouth that 
I can't, I, I don't know, it just stays in there and it, and it overpowers the actual flavor of the fruits, the herbs, the tea itself. And I don't like it. I don't like it. And, and health benefit wise, I mean, I've learned like some natural and artificial sweeteners or not sweeteners, flavors come from some pretty gnarly places. So I've tried to avoid them as much as possible from some tea companies, unfortunately. So that's I that's reassuring to hear that from someone like yourself. And and that's again why I wanted to talk with you today is because I think your brand really does do a great job at sourcing some high quality stuff. So I appreciate that. Of course. Yes, I mean, you know, I know I know what you're talking about when you say, you know, comes from nasty places and you know, so natural flavoring, artificial flavoring, both of them are just chemicals um, produced in a laboratory. Um, natural flavoring is it's derived from something natural. And, and I think Correct. the one you're referencing is vanilla flavoring and I think raspberry flavoring is you know the, the, the chemical that they use is derived from um, a gland it's inside a beaver's anus. It's, it's quite disgusting. <laughs> That's hilarious. I actually didn't know that one. <laughs> That's I'm going to have to look look that up because that's hilarious, and I'm definitely going to make a post that's, about this. You can you can Google that. It's 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 insane. But yeah. I mean, you, you're not actually ingesting the actual gland itself. It's just derived right. from that gland, and that's right. what and that's why they can call it natural. You know, a beaver is a natural, you know, part of this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The what I was actually thinking of is I saw I saw someone a doctor post something about artificial um, again I want to say sweeteners artificial flavors. Those I think some of them actually come from like petroleum based products, and that's what I was thinking of. Not not a beaver anus. <laughs> that's that is really funny. Um, and. Yeah, like I don't know. Again, like once it's like one of those things that once I've seen and and read, I can't unsee it. So now I try to act, or I actively avoid that stuff, even outside of tea, just in general foods and and everything that I consume. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's it's hard to avoid natural flavorings. They're they're everywhere. I mean it's you know you can buy. I mean, like, so you look like a, you know, a can of ginger soda, you know, a lot of people when they've got, you know, an upset stomach, they'll, they'll want to go and get some ginger ale. Mm-hmm. And it says on the front, you know, made with natural ginger flavor. And it's, there's zero ginger in the, in, in the drink. It's, it's, it's just insane to me. Um, and that's kind of where this, the, you know, food's going. It's, it's fake food and fake teas and fake flavoring. You know, unfortunately, yeah. what happens is is when somebody's very used to drinking, you know, a flavored tea, and then they'll try Buddha teas, which is you know all natural. They'll actually at first they'll think it tastes quite bland, mm-hmm. um, and it's not until you know their, their, their taste buds have been you know reset to you know natural products that um, you know then when they move back over to a flavored tea, they'll, that's when they'll get that heavy perfume, and it's almost undrinkable. Yeah, you know, you've got to actually retrain your taste buds for you know real food. Right, right, exactly, and that's something that's so important. And it's funny that you say it because over the holidays, I was making for my family a like a decoction of is I call it like my healthy hot chocolate. So it's cacao powder, and I throw in like dandelion roots, some uh, medicinal mushrooms, a bunch of like clove, cinnamon, kind of like a chai hot chocolate. And that's like, I just let the flavors kind of bring or come naturally from all the, all the herbs, but I gave it to my whole family and like Thanksgiving, this was back in Thanksgiving and every single one of them were like, I don't taste like the chocolate. It's like, I'm like, well, it's cacao, it's raw cacao. It doesn't have any like added sweeteners like or sugar or anything. They all, they're all like, "Mm, it's too mild. It's not, it's not good enough. Doesn't have enough flavor. I'm like, oh man, like, so every, everyone of them were adding, they were adding sugar to enhance the flavor and that's sugar isn't a flavor enhancer. And so it definitely brought uh, out the flavors more, the sugar did, but at the same time, I'm like, man, uh-huh. your guys's taste buds are so, yeah. So like, um, se- not sensitive, the opposite of sensitive <laughs> to, 
to just the flavors now, like the true natural flavors of these herbs that are so, so pungent, truly. Truly, yes, but you've got to be, you know, you've got to reset your taste buds first. Um, and then you pick up these nuances and like say, then, then, any, then anything else just tastes like overproduced afterwards, um, you know, things that are heavily flavored. You know, we, we actually just launched a, uh, a chocolate tea ourselves. Well, it's actually not no. launched yet, but it's, uh, it's the same thing. It's made with you know, cacao shells, mm-hmm. you know, various different herbs and spices. And mm-hmm. we, we let our entire company, we have like 40 employees, and you know the you know a lot of people were like yeah it's it it I like it but it's, it doesn't taste like chocolate and, you know and it's not meant to taste like chocolate it's, right uh, so it's probably similar to what you made over the over the holidays yeah I it I always mix it up it's I have like my staple herbs that I do put in there um, like I said it's kind of like those natural chai type herbs with the cacao. But then I kind of spice it up with whatever else I have. Sometimes I add like cayenne if I really want it to like warm the body. If it's like super cold out, um, some turmeric if, for the anti-inflammatories, and yeah, it's it's fun. I I enjoy it. People do they do enjoy it too because the the smell is actually sometimes more powerful to them than the actual taste, which is which is fun. So they'll just like sit over the pot, wafting uh, for the chocolate flavor. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. Similar, similar experience to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. And that, and again, that's, uh, I think that's really awesome of you to stay true to your, I guess, mission and your values of keeping that true to Buddha teas. Um, and also I've noticed, and it sounds like maybe I haven't recently looked, but you guys do. I love that you have like single herbs, that you can buy instead of blending. You you do have blends, but I'd say predominantly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you have mostly like single herbs, like you can buy strictly nettle leaf or you can buy strictly like Essentia green tea, something like that. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. So we have, um, I mean, somewhere in the region of about 130 teas. Mm. And I would say 75% or above are single herb teas. Um, so you get the full efficacy for a specific health benefit, or a lot of people blend their own at home. So, you know, they mm-hmm. may want to mix chamomile with some, something else to, to actually make their own little herbal concoctions. So, yeah, so we, right. that's how Buddha teas first started actually was with single herb teas, you know, and there's the whole thing with you know, non adulterated, you know, it is what it is. And you, you get, you know, all of that herb. So, you know, for example, like so if you've got like a, some mushroom teas on the market, um, which is kind of a new trend right now, yeah. they will be, you know, it will say like, you know, it's a reishi mushroom tea, for example. But if you look at the ingredients and so you, you actually look, it's a lot of people will just put like a tiny bit of reishi in it. And then you don't get the, the efficacy. You don't get the mm. effect that you're looking for. So that's why right. we do a lot of single herb teas. So you're really, you're really getting, so if you're looking for something specific, you're going to get all of that product, but then you can actually blend it yourself at home with other teas. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Cause I've, now that you're saying that I've think of a lot of supplements that I take and yeah, you look at like the daily, the recommended daily value or intake that on the back and it's like maybe like 10, 20% of what you think you're getting, but it's like on the front label. So you think you're getting like a, for, to use Rishi as an example for like immune support, you think you're getting a lot of, uh, Rishi in it, but it's only like really like 10 to 20% of the supplement that you're taking versus if you buy Rishi powder or Rishi tea, you get the full Rishi spectrum and then you can spice it up however you like. So I appreciate that. I like that. Thanks. So what, okay. So you guys are predominantly or only organic, correct? Correct, yes. So we do have um, a couple that are wild crafted, um, but you know, 99% of them are certified organic. Okay. So the my big question is the difference is are organic versus non-organic and what that means for the consumer. So like, I guess, first and foremost, obviously being an organic company, why do you see organic being super important for us? Well, I mean, you know, 
it obviously contains, you know, no pesticides. You know, pesticides, you know, they, they kill you know, organic life. Um, they kill bugs. So I, I just don't think we ever want to put that into our bodies. Um, you've also got, you know, my wife's actually, she's a forensic toxicologist. So she's, you know, she's really big on, you know, drug-resistant bacterias. So when you've got synthetic man-made fertilizers and pesticides, you know, it kills everything, but you, 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 it leaves behind these drug-resistant bacteria, which is something else we just don't want to be ingesting into our bodies. Um, so when you're buying organic, you're really just buying you know, something that's clean. It's just grown naturally. It's grown in its correct environment. It's not forced by man with, you know, pesticides, fertilizers, you know, man-made chemicals that, you know, really are proving to be, you know, pretty harmful. And there's a lot of studies on various different pesticides, et cetera. And, you know, they're, they're not good for us, you know, carcinogenic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Right, right. So I know the, the, uh, you know, go ahead. I was going to say the popular one that comes up a lot is the glyphosate. That one's uh, the popular right. pesticide, but there's a new one since glyphosate's getting such a bad rap. I've heard that like the big um, agricultural companies are creating something else, and I'm completely blanking on the name now. I'll have to I'll have to relook it up after after the show and and maybe post something about it, but. But yeah, sorry. Can continue. Yeah, so you, I mean, you're right. There'll, there'll be a new one that'll come out, and you know, because somebody's got a bad rap, and or you could just, you know, the the, the best way to just avoid these is just buy a, a certified organic product, and you know, the, you let let the companies do the hard work and the sourcing and make sure everything's clean, and then you know, you can trust what you're buying if it's got that USDA organic logo on it. Right. And so as a consumer, because I've heard before, I've actually heard, I've had people on this podcast talk about how organic is actually not that important. And so that's why being someone like yourself, it's really fascinating to to hear this opposite. And personally, I actually agree that organic is, is important, but I also, but I love finding out the differences. Um, and as a consumer, what kind of process does do you know goes through to ensure that it is truly organic? Because like, does the organic label truly mean something, or is it just kind of something that's now thrown on there and it's just wishy washy kind of BS? Well, when something's certified organic, um, so USDA certified organic, for example. So when we when we source you know products from overseas. They'll they'll be certified by so like say for example from Japan, there's mm-hmm. a you know a Japanese certification and they will certify and test the the farming methods and the herbs coming out of a farm, and then once they give it their stamp of approval, then that's certified organic from their end. And then you know when we when we certify our products in house here, you know we, we we're heavily scrutinized and. And audited that everything we're purchasing is coming from a and also a certified organic farm. Um, so you you I'm I'm confident when when I look at a product and it's certified USDA organic, I'm very confident that it's actually certified organic. It's, it's actually really contains you know no pesticides, you know, none of the none of the, the bad things that we want in our body. I, I'm I'm confident. So um, I mean that's and I feed my family and my kids on certified organic products. So I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very confident yeah. we don't grow our own food here. We, we buy from the local supermarket and we only buy organic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important because I don't know, like I said, it's something that has come up a few times about the, and I don't know, I guess I'll have to, to revisit some of those previous episodes where they're talking about organic versus non-organic and if it's actually in regards to what we're talking about with like the pesticides for our health or if it's for the just quality of the flavors of the tea, because I can imagine like, I mean, I've had non-organic teas that are super delicious and then organic teas that are also super delicious. So the flavor now I, I would say can be comparable. I'm sure you would maybe beg to differ, but 
but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to think, I think, like you've said, I think health benefit wise, like I, I completely agree that those, we want to minimize those pesticides. And I do the same for myself. Like if I'm not growing an herb or a produce of my own, I'm going to look, I'm going to buy the organic kind. And it's good to hear too, that it goes through two layers, I guess, of scrutinization where it's like in Japan, for example, they scrutinize, okay, is this organic? And then America, they're like, okay, they said it's organic, but let's double, triple check to make sure. That's that's reassuring for me, and I'm sure for other people to hear. Yeah. So when we when we import, you know, from a certified organic farm, you know, the herbs come with uh, what's called a certificate of analysis, mm-hmm. and on that certificate of analysis is you know a hundred different products or so that are tested for, and you know, are they present or not present, and. You know, if it's present, it's not organic, so it's not certified. Yeah. So we, we get we get these we call them C of A's. We get it for every single product that we that we import. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh with those CO, COAs. So okay, awesome. Um so kind of switching gears a little bit, actually taking it just a little a personal question for you. What are your go-to teas or tisans that you just absolutely love and maybe you enjoy daily or yeah just can't live without well um i mean i i drink a lot of green tea um which over the 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 colder months i'll drink that warm and then in the the summer months i'll actually drink that iced so Mm. i'll make an iced matcha for example uh in the summer or or i'll actually make an iced it's green tea with just essential leaves, which you, you can actually extract um, over. You know, so we, we, what, how I make that is I get a special pot with a filter at mm-hmm. the top of it. I'll put it, fill it full of uh, green tea leaves, ice cubes, and cold water, and you leave it in the fridge for two or three hours, and the cold water actually extracts the tea just as well as mm-hmm. hot water. It just takes a little bit longer. Um, so extraction can be at very high temperatures or also very low temperatures, and that's my go-to in the in the, in the summertime. And then we also, and this, I mean, this helps, you know, obviously right now with you know COVID and whatnot. There's a lot of you know immunity kind of focus, so we drink a lot of immunity teas, immunity boosting teas, and you know my daughter's in school, so you know even she drinks immunity boosting teas, um, especially if she's kind of. If I think she's going to be coming down with something, um, we, we, we give her some like elderberry tea, and it yeah. always just kicks it up right out. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's one that one I know has become extremely popular in these times. Um, I think a stragless that's that's something that I've been uh, been drinking a lot. This this one that I was telling you about earlier that I'm that I'm drinking is hibiscus, astragalus, lemon peel, elderberry, and ginger. And it's a, like I said, it's just one that I, I blend up myself, kind of an immune booster, like you were saying. So super delicious too, super fruity. Um, but yeah, so is there a specific reason? Because you even said when you were a kid, your household was a green tea house. Is there a reason that you guys like su- like just were drawn to green teas or? Yeah. I, mean, it's, I think they just taste amazing <clears throat> and they're, you know, well known for their, you know, antioxidant health benefits. Um, you know, there's a reason Japan has such a you know high life expectancy. I mean, the mm. whole country just you know, lives on green tea. Um, so yeah, we, we our household we drank a lot of green tea. Um, not the same level as we as I'm drinking now. It wasn't you know as good quality, but right. um, we, we we drank it a lot. Uh, for, so <clears throat> sorry, my throat's a little little dry. Um, so currently though, I mean since the since after the holidays, I've been drinking, you know, liver cleansing teas. And again, mm. this is kind of where our single herbs come in. So I'll make, um, each day I'll make a nettle, burdock, dandelion root uh, tea and mix that with a tiny bit of honey. And I'll just sit that throughout the day. And it's, you know, that's, that's, a, that's my liver cleansing tonic. But, you know, you can make any combination of any teas for any health benefit you're looking for. That's my go-to right now is the liver cleanse. Yeah, I, I like that. Like you said, after the holidays, that's a that's a good one. Um, when you were when you were saying that, 
I immediately was thinking, I'm like, that is a very bitter tea <laughs> that you're describing. So when you added the little bit of honey, that makes that makes a lot of more sense. Um, what are your other sort of favorite? I'm trying to think for let's say let's say for like a dry or scratchy throat. Do you have like what would you say? Would you recommend for that? Well, we have, we actually have a specific throat tea um, oh. that we have. Yeah, um, slippery elm bark's very good for for a dry, scratchy throat. <clears throat> I've actually got one right now. Actually, funnily enough, yeah, that's why, um, that's why I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but I mean, all teas do actually hydrate the throat. You know, mm-hmm. So, um, but we actually have a specific throat tea that we actually yeah. just launched. Actually, funny you should now. It just came out. Um, when was it? Maybe a month ago. Wow, uh, and that was not planned. <laughs> I was just just curious more than more than anything. Um, yeah. Okay, so again, kind of switching the gears because this this is actually an important question from from my end. Uh, if you look at like the stuff that I post about, I actually post a lot of a lot of content talking about how tea bags suck for example and basically just put it frank about how tea bags suck now i know you guys have a lot of tea bags but what i do love about your tea bags are that they are unbleached paper tea bags so can you explain why you guys are doing unbleached tea bags yeah so well i mean that's it's a, it's a health reason that we use unbleached tea bags and mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the this you know the stigmatism on tea bags is and people, the reason people say you know tea bags suck is because of the herbs often put in the tea bags are not high quality. You know, if you mm. put very high quality herbs into a tea bag, you know you're going to get a very high quality cup of tea. Mm. So let me let me just explain what we do with our Sencha tea, which is yeah. um, our Sencha green tea. So we'll take the the we'll, the needles the uh, the loose leaf needles of the green tea leaves and we will actually grind those to a tea bag cut so we'll actually put them into a grinder and we'll grind it down so it's in a tea bag size so it can go into a tea bag machine and then we take that um we, we we run it through the machine and you've got those those needles that are kind of tightly wrapped together inside the tea bag and then when you make that cup of tea you the the, the tea bag itself will actually like pillow out as those mm. leaves unfurl. And the, the, the resulting tea is actually amazing. Um, but, you know, no, I, I don't know of any other company that takes, you know, loose leaf quality needles from Japan and puts that into their green tea tea bags. But, you know, that's just something that we do. And it's, um, it's, it's really just because that's what I drink at home myself. Well, that's kind of yeah. a, like a quality flavor profile. Uh, aspect and then you know you've got the the bleach tea bags versus the non-bleach tea bags now the reason we opted for you know non-bleach tea bags is that white stark white tea bags often you know not all the time but often are bleached with a product called dioxin and dioxin is a known carcinogen bleach that has you know a half-life in the body of some <clears throat> like seven years Mm. And, you know, that's just not something we really want to be putting into our bodies. So although, you know, non-bleached tea bags, you know, they've got like a little, they, like, they look kind of brown in color. You know, they, they don't look as clean and, you know, stark white, but definitely a lot healthier for the body. You know, we don't need to be, you know, putting a bright white tea bag into a cup just because we think it's cleaner. Because in actual reality, is it's, it's not cleaner. Right. Yeah. And, do you, is that why they started bleaching the tea bags? Was because it made it look better? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's it just it looks cleaner and it looks you know more more, more appetizing. Um, but you know, it is it's clean. It's been ultra clean. It's actually been bleached. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. So with this, we we just went for the you know even like say you know I you know when you look at it, uh, it might not look as appealing, but it's 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 a cleaner product for your body, right? Yeah, I never understood 
why that why that would ever have been a thing but no that makes that makes perfect sense and like i said i do i when i go to drink a tea bag or a green tea, or a tea out of a tea bag i do make sure that it is like an unbleached but the thing that bothers me and maybe i don't know if you have an answer to this is why people would make plastic tea bags do you know like why that would ever be a decision you know, I i mean, I've never really wondered why they do it because, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense to me either. You know, right. it's, it's really not necessary. Um, and I know that, you know, there's a lot of talk in the market right now about, you know, microplastics coming out of these mm-hmm. tea bags that, you know, yeah. never disappear in the environment. And it's not something I would, I would never want a plastic tea bag. Um, no way. Because, I mean, it's... I mean, it's 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 when you know this these plastics may be safe at you know room temperature, but when you add them to you know boiling hot water, you know you're potentially going to leach some chemicals from the plastic into the water, which are then going to be ingesting into your body. I, I just I, I it's you know I just, it's it's why 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 do it when you can just opt for a, you know a cleaner product? Right. It seems that what I've noticed. Cause like I've started taking note of companies that in my mind do the plastic versus not plastic or versus paper. Mm-hmm. And it's seems to be almost like the fancier type tea companies are doing the plastic. And I don't understand why. <laughs> like it's, I'm like, I guess what I have noticed too is that a lot of times those triangle shaped, the sachets, the, the plastic sh- or tea bag sh- sachets, uh-huh. those ones are made out of plastic. And I think it's because it keeps that shape. And the reason it does, it, that people like that is because it allows the leaves to unfurl, like you were talking about, where your, your tea bags actually like pillow up and allow the tea leaves to unfurl. I think that's why mm-hmm. the pyramids the or the sachets are actually done and i think they're made out of plastic i'm assuming because paper is too like it wouldn't keep the shape do you know that for a fact yeah i'm i'm yeah you're right there i think so it could be a production thing as well so some of these where they have these you know like they say the pyramids they will actually have like whole herbs inside of it so they haven't actually been ground down to what we call a tea bag cut so if you want to put whole herbs in, these um, these plastic pyramids have a higher volume inside of them, whereas you know tea bags are generally flat, you know, mm-hmm. um, so they, they they can expand a little bit, but you, you you couldn't put whole herbs inside of a inside of a paper tea bag. Yeah. Whereas is there you know, a benefit? Plastic, the, 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 the volumes are, so yeah. Is there a benefit to having like a whole herb versus the like ground up to the tea bag style, tea bag cut. You know, yeah. I, do, I think it's just a visual thing. Um, you know, I think when you when people look at a you know uh, you know a, a volume large pyramid tea bag and they can see the herbs inside of it, they they visually it's probably more appealing. Um, but if anything, it would actually hinder the extraction process. Because when something's got a larger surface area and it's been ground, it actually extracts better. So, right. Um, I think it's just a visual, a visual, uh, aesthetic pleasing benefit, really, rather than a health or flavor wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that that could make uh, that makes sense. Now, one rumor that I've heard, and it it sounds like this is not the case for you guys, but for other maybe like those generic if you just see like a generic hundred pack of green tea um like tea bags just in like a store i've heard that the quality in that tea in that tea bag is actually just like the powder that they have taken basically like the waste of making good quality tea they've taken then they packaged it into green tea bags or tea bags whatever tea that they're processing and that's what you're getting when you get the generic cup of tea do you know anything about yeah. that? you know i don't i don't know anything about that per se um you know devil's advocate i mean it could go either way i, I think that i don't think that people take the waste from good quality teas and sell it to tea bag companies and, and whatnot i think that the 
I think that the a lot of those low quality teas are just grown, you know, low, in a low quality farm and rushed mm. and just you know they're not mature enough or not harvested at the right time and it's just about mass producing rather than about quality herbs. Um, yeah, I, I think that because I mean if you took you know the, like super high end teas and the, 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 what was left afterwards, that would still be high end tea. You know, it would still have great flavor. But, you know, a lot of low-quality green teas, they taste, you know, that when you make them, you know, it's yellow in color. Uh, mm. It tastes bitter. It's, you know, it's the flavor's not there. The color's not there. It's, it's, it's not good. But, you know, a high-quality green tea, you know, when you when you brew it, as you'll know, it's, it's green in color. It's got a sweet, buttery flavor. You know, there's nothing quite like it. And it's all about how the tea's grown and how it's sourced rather than, you know, is it the, you know, what's left at the end of the, you know, production run and stuff like that? I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not an expert on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that I, mean, I don't remember where I heard that, but it's something that kind of, again, one of those things where you, once you hear it, it kind of sticks with you and I got to do my due diligence again. It sounds like I got some homework after the, after the show uh, to, to make sure I'm delivering the best content to people, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Like that's uh, it does make sense when you're talking like, well, it still would taste good. Even if it was just the scraps from the high quality stuff versus that low quality. Yeah. I would be curious. I think I still do have an old, old pack of like a hundred tea bags from just like a local grocery right. store. I think I, I'm going to see if there's any, uh, any indication on where that's grown because right like like you said it's just oh it's it's terrible when i see people drinking that i'm like or they offer it to me of course i'll take any any tea that's offered to me but it does hurt me a little when uh when it's just that that quality um yeah a lot, well, a lot of the quality comes from how it's grown and how it's produced and you right know, i mean same with i mean matcha you know there's so many different grades of matcha out there you know mm-hmm. if you go into amazon to purchase matcha you know you know, good quality Japanese matcha is quite expensive, but you can buy, you know, a pound of matcha for, you know, relatively inexpensively. But, you know, if you taste that, it is, it does not taste like matcha. It might be green in color, but it tastes like, you know, stale cardboard. (laughs) The difference is, you know, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the vibrancy like of true matcha is so, it, that alone is like a reason why to you would want to get matcha, like good quality matcha, is just to see how beautiful it is in the cup. But then the flavors are completely unmatched. Like when people say like, oh, green tea is too bitter. That's why I don't drink it. I'm like, mm, now you're just drinking crap. <laughs> like I'll come to my house. I'll give you a good exactly. cup of green tea and you'll be able to. Yeah, like it's good, good, good green tea. It's buttery. It's sweet. It's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. delicious. There's nothing like it. Um, you know, it shouldn't be bitter and unpleasant. Right. Have you done any traveling like in just the world, I guess I'll, I'll open it up to the whole world and gotten to experience like the tea farms and any like super high quality type teas? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, we, um, we, we go out to Japan. We haven't actually in the last couple of years, we, we, you know, we directly source my, you know, I go there myself with my, my purchasing uh, girl and we go out there and we, visit the farms, we taste, you know, the current offerings, we go to the tea auctions, we'll actually, uh, you know, go there and taste them and source them. And I think there's actually some photos on our Instagram page, actually, of, of us out in Japan uh, doing this. And, it's, you know, and it's fascinating. The Japanese just put so much care and attention into, you know, how, the, how they make these these teas. It's, uh, it's very interesting, actually. And, you know, it, and the, the taste does show, you know, from, uh, from, from the care and attention they put in the whole process yeah yeah we we, we do go out to farms and go ahead uh no i was gonna ask and where do you where do you get the herbs but i'd like you to finish um finish what you're saying about the the other farms yeah so yeah we go we go out there and visit them and it's you know they 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 actually fly us out and um because we buy quite a lot of green tea from them Mm -hmm. so they'll actually bring us out and you know tours around themselves and you know the the export company that we work with um will you know take us to various farms that they work with and we get to taste everything and we just decide what we want to buy you know there and then okay 
Yeah. And so, and then, so like the other herbs and stuff, cause you guys have so many different types of herbs and I mean, there's, they, I guess a lot of the herbs can grow all over the world. Do you have any like specific places that you go for that or how's that, how's that sourced? Well, we, so we have a lot of herbs, you know, yeah. probably I don't know, like 500 or so different herbs throughout our different teas. Um, and we will bring them in and various different, uh, from various different farms and we'll, we'll just taste test them. You know, we'll, we'll see what works best for us. And then once we've picked mm. a supplier, um, we stick with it. And then, you know, we, we always keep samples of previous batches that we've had from them. So, Mm-hmm. And when we bring in another batch, we'll, we'll taste test them to make sure the quality is, you know, still up to butter, teas, par. And um, if it is, then we'll, we'll, it'll go into a blend. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so just uh, for you personally, what has been your favorite tea experience in traveling the world and experiencing different teas? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I... We, I saw a, 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 a traditional matcha ceremony um, in Kagoshima, um, and that was very interesting indeed. And just the, the, the traditional way they, they actually make matcha, and it's very slow and methodical and, you know, deliberate. And, you know, and it's just, it's like, you know, watching a chef in front of you when you're in a restaurant and they'll, you know, be, you know just watching their craft. And then having it served straight to you is it's just very special. Yeah, the um, that reminds me here in Minneapolis, there is, according to them. Now I haven't uh, again, I haven't fact checked, but according to them, they are the only mill in America that actually grinds the matcha. Like when you order it, they'll grind up the matcha and actually deliver it to you versus all other places in America, I guess they don't grind. They already receive it pre-ground and then they'll, and then they'll give it to you. Do you know, is that, is that true? There's no other place in, in America that does that. I've, I've, I've not heard of anywhere. So that could well, very well be true. Yes. Yeah. Um, When we, when we get our match, it's, it's, you know, it's gotta be, it comes in small packages and it's, it's sealed. Oh, we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll buy the tins that are airtight. Right. So they're already kind of completely sealed because, you know, you want to keep the air away from matcha for as long as possible because it will oxidize. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Like I said, I, it's really cool. You walk into this, this tea house here in, in Minneapolis and there's, just, it's not a, it's not a very big thing. It's probably, I don't know. I mean, you can see what, what I'm, what I'm holding here. You could like hug it, hug around yeah. it. And yeah. Yeah, the the guys in there, they the guys and the girls, they just uh they grind it up like every time you order and it's it is really amazing. Like they have different matchas that come from for every season since they they source the uh the tea leaves. Super amazing, really high quality stuff. And I actually didn't know that that was even a thing. In my mind I'm like, "Oh, like this is the only place in America that seems ridiculous to me." Like that and, and of all places in Minneapolis just seemed weird, but yeah, it was super that delicious. Very well be true. I've, 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 I've never known anybody. I mean, even in Japan, I don't. The people don't usually grind in house and serve straight from the grinder. So, what I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's like we talked earlier about coffee. It's probably the same sort of thing, right? So, you know, fresher the better. You know? Yeah, if it's freshly ground in the powder. Then I'm sure it's the uh, the freshest you can get, at least. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, well, awesome. Is what's next for Buddha teas? Mm, I mean, we're always coming up with new blends and, you know, new teas. Like I said, I mean, recently with COVID, there's been you know, a lot of immunity uh, focus um, that we've kind of been concentrating on. Hey, John, um, I lost we have a lot of CBD teas that we, um, that we just launched two new CBD teas in that kind of area. Um, you know, we just, we're constantly just listening to our customers and, you know, listening to the market and if people, you know, if, if something's going on in a certain area, we'll, you know, we'll do our best to provide a, a healthy product that we'll, we'll, you know, people need. Amazing. Well, John, where can people go and find, um, find your product and find out more about Buddha teas? 
Mm, wow. Um, we're in a lot of different supermarkets that, you know, in the, in the tea world, you don't always know which supermarket you're in because you'll <laughs> sell tea to a distributor and they'll yeah. just, you know, and then they'll go to stores. But, you know, we don't know where it goes. I know Sprouts um, nationwide, they have our teas. You know, Whole Foods in Rocky Mountain region, they have our teas. Um, we're in a lot of uh, stores on the East Coast, even though we're based on the West Coast, funnily enough. Mm. Um, but so, you know, Sprouts, and if, and if you can't find your local store, there's always Amazon or there's always our website, buddhateas.com. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I've actually, I stumble upon your your brand all the time. And just like some of the most obscure places, I'm like, oh, buddhateas, that's fun. Um but yeah, awesome. Yeah, like you said, Amazon.com or Buddha Tees for people who want online. Otherwise, be on the lookout. You guys have some really nice packaging too. I like the I like the packaging. And once you start to know, like once I got used to Buddha Tees, I now I, like I said, I spot it all over the place. So um, people can be on the lookout. But John, I really appreciate this time. It's been a lot of fun. Um, anything else that you wanna wanna say to anybody? No, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, keep in touch. Awesome. And then uh, I know you said you're going to be in San Francisco next weekend, so maybe we'll uh, maybe we can connect there in person. Yes, yeah, that'd be awesome. Check out the um, I already forget the name of the the tea house, the Red Blossom Tea, that uh, awesome, yeah. that was recommended to me. Maybe we can go grab some tea there. Absolutely. Yeah, let's keep in touch. Sounds great. Thank you, John. Thank you to John for that awesome conversation. To check out his work, go to buddhatees.com or on Instagram at buddhatees. If you want to dive deeper into the health benefits of tea and herbs and learn from people like yourself, then join our free Fresh Steeps community now so you can drink the best tea for yourself today. All you have to do is click the Fresh Steeps community link in the show notes and follow the prompt. Thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you, love you, and hope you have a great day. Peace out.